tonight, we want to celebrate what's happening here, and we want to understand what's happening here tonight. And so I'm going to just speak for a short while, give us a little bit of an overview of just what water baptism is. This morning in church, we're in a series that Pastor Jack is teaching on opening your Bible. And today we learned about when we open our Bible, we get wisdom. And so if you weren't here this morning or if you're interested at all, you can just hop online, go to our website. You can go to YouTube as well, and you can find that message. I'll tell you, it's worth listening to. Everything that we do, we want to base our lives on the Bible and on the Word of God. And what we're doing tonight is definitely something based in the Word of God. So quickly, we're going to go through what water baptism is. won't be long that I'm going to speak, but I think it's going to help us to have a better appreciation of what exactly is taking place tonight. So you've gathered to witness a very important event in the life of a believer. And we call this water baptism or believer's baptism. This is an act that someone does because they have decided, they have chosen to follow Jesus Christ. They have asked him to be the savior of their life and now they are a follower of Jesus or we would say a Christian. It's a believer's baptism isn't something that someone else talks you into or decides for you or chooses, you know, as a child or whatever. This is a believer's baptism where you say, I am deciding to follow Jesus for myself. And it's where this personal decision now becomes a public declaration. So it's happened personally, but now you're, at, you're telling other people to do that. That, that you've done that. And I, I know tonight you'll encourage everyone who steps into these baptism waters because it's kind of a bold thing to do, isn't it? Out in front of all of you and getting wet and all that. <laughs> so, you know, but it, it, this is a, a very transactional thing that we do in the spirit and it's an important thing. And so first of all, we want to read it from the scripture that this is the command of the Lord Jesus Christ himself, that he gave these instructions to his followers just before he left the earth and returned to heaven. He said in Matthew 28, verse 19 through 20, Go then to all peoples everywhere and make them my disciples. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And teach them to obey everything I have commanded you, and I will be with you always to the end of the age. So these are the words of the Lord Jesus himself, and he commanded that those followers that would proceed in that generation and every following generation of people that would call on the name of the Lord to be saved, that they would be water baptized. Now, I was water baptized when I was the tender age of 15 and a half years old, and I didn't have any much biblical teaching uh, up front because I gave my heart to Jesus on a Saturday night in a coffee house, and then after that a meeting was over, those of us that had made a decision to follow Jesus, they said, now you need to get water baptized. So we're going to do it tomorrow morning, Sunday morning. So come back and we'll do that. I went, okay. You know, (laughs) so I went home and told my parents that um, tomorrow I was going to go down to the ocean. It was winter, by the way, and I was going to get water baptized and I would, you know, kind of be home a little later. (laughs) And so that's what I did on a freezing cold January in the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, morning and went out into those waters of, uh, of the ocean 
and with a group of people. And I'll tell you, the presence of God met me there. I didn't, re I didn't know a single verse in the Bible. I could not tell you a single Bible verse. But I knew that I had come to follow Jesus and that this is what I was supposed to do. And so I did it. I learned everything else later. <laughs> so, but for those of tonight, we're going to give you a little instruction. It might just help you. So what a baptism is, I'm going to give you six things very quickly what it is. First of all, it is for all believers, those that have come to follow Jesus and have uh, given their hearts to him. It's something that we do as soon as it is possible to do. Okay, last year we had the COVID crisis going on, didn't we? And we still are working through some of those things, but we couldn't do water baptisms all year long. And so anyone who had made a commitment found that a struggle to do that. But now we can, and we have permission to do that. And so it's not something that we should put off for a long time. I'm not going to have you raise your hands and say, who's been water baptized and who has not? But can I encourage you that if you have been a Christian for a while and that you haven't done this important step then let's, let's sign up and do that. That's the next step. You really need to do that. Don't feel condemned about it or a little embarrassed that you waited so long. Just do it because it is so important to your life as a believer. So just do it and we will applaud that and celebrate it with you. So the Bible shows us that it's something that in the New Testament, at least the examples that we have, every time someone believed and we have the recording of what happened, that they just were almost immediately water baptized. So we have um, the Bible model that we see in Philip, who was one of the next generations of followers of Jesus Christ. He was an evangelist, and there was persecution in the church of Jerusalem, and so they scattered everywhere. Philip went to Samaria, and you've probably heard of the Samaritans. They were sort of like not necessarily friends with the Jews and vice versa. He went there, and he preached the gospel, and it says in Acts chapter 8, verse 12, but when they believed Philip's message about the good news of the kingdom of God and about Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. So they believed and they were baptized. It happened straight away. And then Philip was really busy in that season because the, the book of Acts chapter 8 continues on and talks about how the next thing he heard the Lord say, go down on the road to Gaza, go through the desert road and just see what I've got there for you. And as he's going down that road, he sees this beautiful royal chariot. It's an Ethiopian man, a eunuch who was the servant and the treasurer of the, the queen of Ethiopia. And he's going very slowly along in that chariot. And he has a scroll of the prophet Isaiah. And he was moving at such a pace that Philip could catch up with him and start walking along with him as he was reading. And Philip said, do you understand what you're reading? And the man said, how could I? I need somebody to explain it to me. Well, he was reading in the book of Isaiah about the suffering Savior. And so Philip explained to him all about the Lord Jesus Christ. And he must have told him about this scripture in Matthew that we just read about believing and being baptized. Because when we come down to Acts chapter 38, verse 36, the eunuch said to him, as they rode along, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look. There's some water. Why can't I be baptized? He ordered the carriage to stop, and they went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. And when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Do you see how immediate it was in his heart? 
Here's some water. Let's do it now. He just, he didn't wait. And Philip's response was, if you really believe, then let's do this. Let's do it. And so the, it goes both ways, doesn't it? A desire and, and a real witness that, yes, Jesus is my Savior. So we know that water baptism is for all believers, and it should be done as soon as possible. The second thing we know is that water baptism is, the, the biblical pattern is immersion. What's immersion? That means going down the water and getting really wet, okay? Soaked, drenched, and you're going to see some people coming out soaked and drenched. We won't keep them down very long. <laughs> they'll come back up, but they'll be really wet. Why is that so? Well, that word baptize, if you notice, it's nowhere else in the English language, isn't it? But it's because it's not an English word. We use it in English, but it's not an English word. It's actually a Greek word, which is the, the, the language that the New Testament is written in. And baptizo, which is it's just the word is just put there into our Bibles, means to be immersed, drenched, even waterlogged, like a sunk ship would be baptizo. So this is, this is the pattern we see. And, you know, I'm not here to uh, criticize or even debate the um, traditions of other church denominations and so forth, because what I'm just wanting to do is bring the Bible and just tell you that and let you decide there for yourself, because we, uh, we don't put criticism against anybody else, and that's not meant to be that kind of a statement. But just explain to you that word, then that's why we do what we do, because we see this biblical pattern that's been set out. The third thing we see about water baptism, what it is, is that it's being obedient to Jesus. And reading again from uh, Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20, to go to all peoples everywhere, make them my disciples, and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and to teach them to obey everything I have commanded you, and I will be with you always to the end of the age. So to obey Jesus' command is vital to being a follower of him. You know, it's just, it, just, it doesn't even make sense. It's not a right thing to say, I follow Jesus, but I won't do what he asks. You see, when we, if we're followers of Jesus, then we do what he leads us to do, and we go where he sends us to go, and we do what he tells us to do, and this is what he said believers should do. So disciples, that's another word that we see here, is one that follows the teaching of another. And a follower of Jesus is someone who has personally made the choice to follow Jesus. Well, what else could you follow? Well, you could follow your own way. You could follow your own desires and whatever you wanted to do in life. And so there's a really valuable word that we use in, in our teaching of the truth of, of the scriptures, and it's called repentance. Repentance means you're going in one direction and then a change will come. And when we encounter Jesus Christ, that change can actually really come. And we decide, I am not going to keep going my direction. I'm going to go God's direction. And so it is an about face. It's a total turnaround and going, following Jesus in his direction. So we're turning from our ways and we're turning to his ways. And so that's the first step. And when we do that, then we are positioning ourselves to be followers of Jesus Christ. We're positioning ourselves to receive that gift of salvation and that power to change that comes from God. Now, you know, when I, I gave you just a little snapshot of the, the night and the next day after I gave my heart to Jesus, and I have to tell you, when I was in that meeting, there was such a tugging on my heart that was so real 
that it wasn't hard to go, oh, I don't want to leave all the things that I like and all the friends and all this mischief and rubbish that I was getting up to. It was like, oh, yes, I want Jesus. And I just turned around and went his way. And, you know, God is doing that to people here tonight. I absolutely am certain of that, that you're, you're listening to these words that I'm saying, but you're going to listen to some greater stories in these baptism waters tonight from the people. And you're going to go, yeah, yeah, I got to go. I got to leave that and I got to follow him, follow Jesus. I believe that for us. I want to just make it clear that water baptism does not save us from our sins. Jesus saves us from our sins. That's where salvation is. And so we can receive that free gift of salvation by putting our faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus can save you tonight, this very night. So number three, water baptism is an act of obedience. Number four, it's a public declaration. It's a testimony of what Jesus has done for you. And what is a declaration? It's stating something very positive and emphatically stating that this is true. I make a declaration that, okay? That is a strong statement. And what we do here tonight is going to be a very strong statement from the lives of those that are being water baptized. And so I know you'll encourage them in that tonight as they do that. So it is a, a, a public declaration. And then number five, it is a funeral and a resurrection. Water baptism is a funeral for the old life of sin and death, and it is a resurrection from that death to a new life in Jesus Christ. And so we actually have like a, uh, a picture, like an image of going down into those waters, dying to sin in the old life, coming up in resurrection, new life in Jesus Christ. Read to you from Colossians chapter 2, verses 12 through 14 from the message translation, which is kind of puts it really well so we can understand it going down going under the water was a burial of your old life coming out of it was a resurrection god raising you from the dead as he did christ when you were stuck in your old sin dead life you were incapable of responding to god god brought you alive right along with christ think of it all sins forgiven the slate wiped clean that old arrest warrant canceled and nailed to Christ's cross. That is wonderful good news, isn't it? Yeah. So we're, go we're going to a funeral tonight, and we're going to witness a resurrection. Now, I don't mean to be insensitive, but a funeral is for someone who has died. Okay? So if someone's still alive, we don't have a funeral for them. <laughs> it's not like, okay, you're going to die now. No, it's the fact that... That happened. And so when we make a declaration that I'm following Jesus, I'm going to die to that old stuff, you know? And what is dead in me is going to be buried as well. And then this new life is coming out in a resurrection power. And that's exactly, exactly what it is. There's another place in the Bible that says if the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in you, he will make alive your mortal bodies. So resurrection power. We're going to celebrate the resurrection on Sunday. Woo! My favorite Sunday of the year. Absolutely. I am going to be shouting. I hope you're here with me because it's going to be a wonderful morning. But um, well, I lost my train of thought. I got so excited. <laughs> resurrection power lives in us. Okay. So funeral and a resurrection. And then number six, lastly, it's a significant event in the life of these believers. 
And Romans 6, 4 says, For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father. Now we also may live new lives. So there is something, there is a spiritual transaction and transformation that I can't explain except to say it's supernatural. But when we are water baptized, something changes in us. That, that power of that testimony, that declaration of saying, I am a committed follower of Jesus Christ is more than just a visual representation or some sort of symbolic ordinance. There's an actual spiritual transaction that takes place and a real transformation within ourselves and a new life and a new power comes into us. And there'll be this confident sense in anyone who is water baptized that that resurrection power is true for them. And those that are baptized tonight and those of you that have already been baptized and those that you will in the days and years ahead, you'll be able to say with millions of believers, literally millions of believers through the centuries that you've experienced this new life in Jesus Christ. And so I want to close with uh, one of our favorite scriptures, 2 Corinthians 5:17, that says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. The new life has begun. I'm going to invite the team to come up to the platform and we're going to sing a couple songs and there'll be some business going on there, getting everything ready for the baptism. But while they're coming, I'd like us to pray. And I'd like us to take a few moments and pray for those that are being water baptized. And then I want to just pray for everyone else here tonight that will witness this. I just believe that we're just about to embark on something very, very powerful, very spiritual, very life transforming, and we all get to be a part of it tonight. Isn't that wonderful? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for this evening and Lord, for this time that we are having the water baptism. Lord, we know this is more than some formality or some ceremony, but Lord, that this is a reality of Jesus Christ having changed our lives. This is a funeral and this is a resurrection. And this is a powerful moment in the lives of these believers. And I pray for each and every one of them. I pray tonight, right now, as they're getting ready, as they've been preparing themselves, that Holy Spirit, that you would just rest upon them all. I pray that they would feel your presence in these moments ahead. And Lord, as they enter into the waters and Many of them will have a testimony to share. Lord, I just pray that you give them grace. Help them not to be too nervous. But Lord, help them to share deeply from their heart what you mean to them. Lord, I know it's going to just thrill us all to hear these words of life. And Father, we just pray you will bless them as they come into those waters. Lord, as they raise up from that water into that new life. That Lord, that something wonderful would just come upon them from your spirit. I pray a deposit of the Holy Spirit would just be in this room and upon each individual. I pray, Lord, that you touch us all here in this place. I pray as we witness something so powerful as this, that, Lord, we would be reminded of just how good you are, how marvelous your saving grace is. And, Lord, for those that are just interested in watching and looking, Lord, I just pray you'll bless them too. Lord, I just pray they would have a, a wonderful time witnessing this joy. And I just pray that you would be with them with your presence as well. We thank you for this time tonight. And Lord, we just pray you'll be glorified, that you'll be praised and lifted up in all that we do from this point on tonight. Amen. Amen. God bless everybody.